The Movie Hour, episode 249, October 23rd, 2013. Just a heads up, there may be spoilers in this episode as well as some serious swearing. Enjoy the show, everyone. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Melanie Laurent's and Glorious Movie Hour. That was pretty good. I am still your host, Greg Maloney. Until somebody pins me, I am the host. It is sub-zero temperatures in Gunga Pit Studios today, but the show must go on. Tonight's show includes all the hits. My brother James and everyone's favorite Jeff. Welcome back, gentlemen. Hello, kids. Hey. Hello. So how are you guys, how are you guys keeping warm in the, in the cool weather? Now that we're in... We're you know we're kind of like in the the northeast area here and it's uh, Midwest I guess for for Jim and I but we've got big boy uh, Jeff over there how you got, how you keeping warm in the cool temps Jeff how do you how do you uh, stay warm in these um, wool woolen slippers and um, woolen slippers and alcohol all right yeah that'll do it that'll at least make you feel warm that's right that's right that's the big that's the big uh, big reason to do it Halloween's quickly approaching. It's going to be our 250th episode. It's going to be an awesome time. Unfortunately, uh, our interns won't be here for that. We've got pretty much like one intern here. I think everyone else is laying on the ground. I think they're dead. They were probably dead. Uh, a lot of weird things happening in studios recently, but we move past, we're going to move past it. And there have been a lot of things that have happened we missed last week. So um, quite a few topics that popped up, of course. There's still the question of what your Halloween costume is. Hopefully it's movie-related because everybody loves movie-related costumes. Um, mine's actually not going to be movie-related. i got to put mine together real soon here. We're supposed to have a party this weekend. Anyhow, uh, the big thing, and I, I want to get to this first, is I had no idea this was happening, but pretty much great friend of the show and uh, I think a pretty good billiards player, too, uh, William Fickner, is set to play the greatest villain of all time. And we haven't reported it yet. Uh, he's set to play Shredder in the new... The Shredder? The Shredder. The Shredder in the new TMNT movie series. Brought to everybody by everyone's favorite. Mike. Sounds like a kitchen utensil. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot Michael Bay's doing it. You didn't know that? Didn't know I, that? I forgot. Yeah, it's I, I, it's easy to forget. You want to put it out of your mind as quickly as possible. But yeah, it's going to be... You know, we want, awesome. support, we want to support our friends of the show as... as as best as we can and you know the teams mutant ninja turtles are born friends of the show so it's uh it's a tough thing to see michael bay at the, at the helm and then the whole controversy of them being aliens for a while and shit like that which is still up in the air it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out but they're not aliens they're mutants yeah because of slime ooze ooze, ooze. yeah <laughs> is that the secret no, it's the secret of the ooze, man. I did not know that. Yeah. Now, the ooze is ha- the ooze has other secrets. But no, oh, okay. no ice is involved too. He did, he like he was no small part in this scenario. So, so he caused the turtles. It's possible. Chicken. Let's not mix up correlation and causation. <laughs> Chicken and the egg, man. Chicken and the egg. Uh, it's, it's a tough decision. It's a tough thing to discuss. Uh, but I was I, I completely neglected to to bring that up. And the interesting thing is he's also tied already up for. Uh, three movies, so if everything goes well, we'll see. You know, Shredder will probably be defeated every time, but um, we'll see what our what's in it for TMNT. Maybe we'll see an Empire Strikes Black situation with the second movie, second installment. You never know. Bad guys could win. Shredder will be on top. Always happens. Um, of course, for those that aren't interested in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, might be interested to know that another badass, uh, Keanu Reeves, has a directorial debut coming out next week. 
Man of Tai Chi, this is a movie you want to be shit-faced for and catch because it's going to be awesome. Got to watch that. There's obviously a lot of other drunken features out. Uh, Machete, The Skate Plan, and now Bad Krampa comes out this weekend. You kind of have your slew to pick from. Jeff, if you had to pick out of those four, what would you end up catching? Can you run through them one more time? Uh, Bad Grandpa. That's your latest jackass uh, installment. Right. I was hoping when I saw there was a movie called Bad Grandpa coming out that it was a sequel to Bad Bad Santa. Santa. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, Then you have uh, Machete. Or Machete. That's already out. Machete kills. The Robert Rodriguez vehicle. Obviously. Uh, And then you have The Skate Plan. Sylvester Stallone and Arnie involved so good yeah i know and now you have the option to see canary's directorial debut which involves a man that knows tai chi who's not supposed to use it to hurt people but is enforced into a situation where he's got to use it in just ways he could never imagine what what would you do what would you you do i think it's got to be the uh sliced alone arnold schwarzenegger uh yeah, just because it looks so good. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I just feel like this might finally be the one that does it, where they can stop making that goddamn movie. And I want to be there when that happens. Oh, let's hope so. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Jim, what would you pick? Don't, Don't make me choose. You have to. Hey. A, you would go with Bad Grandpa? Sure. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Don't make me choose, eh? He's doing his uh, Canada thing. Yeah, he's doing a Canadian he reference. Makes this funny oh, well, I get it now. I get it. That's good, because I didn't. No problem. Um, yeah, I think out of those movies, like Man of Tai Chi is my number one. But since it's not out till next weekend, I could catch... I'd probably pick the escape plan. It's just... Sly Sloan and Arnie, like I'm. Get, I, what I can't wait for is not only that movie, but the commentary later when Sly Sloan and Arnie are in the same room do, talking about like their lines in a certain scene because that is gonna kill. You didn't say I could see it on DVD. <clears throat> that's that's, uh, that's a that's, huge uh, difference. I'm just adding that as a that's a bonus for later. I would be able to anticipate right. it real hard. Right. It's gonna be awesome. I am looking at pictures on uh, Google Images of the uh, half-naked women in machete kills, and it's making me maybe change yeah, my mind. Yeah, there are a lot of attractive people in that movie. A lot of attractive people. Mm. Ah, beer is good, like machete. Machete. Well, no, not, ne- not necessarily him, but Dan- Danny Trejo, very excellent. Um, I guess one more thing that is a big deal. Because there's all sorts of shits. There's always tons of things that happen. But the things that come across my desk that I decide we have to comment on, make it into the High Hunters Hollywood Hoopla. And the last would be Army of Darkness 2, which is a movie that probably could have been made 20 years ago and been a success. Um, has been talked about for a long time, but has received... Uh, it's been kind of brought from the grave since, you know, it's, it's almost Halloween. Why not? And it was mainly because uh, Bruce Campbell had a the latest Comic-Con, mentioned that it is in the works. As we speak, said, yes, it's happening. And, you know, Bruce Campbell, huge friend of the show, uh, huge personal friend of mine. Uh, it's interesting. If this movie does come out, A, do you think they're going to go for the tongue-in-cheek campiness of the original? Or do you think with today's 
25 years later technology, and I'm sure they'll have some more money to throw at it than they did than the original one. Do you think they're going to try for something completely different? What would you do? Not, don't don't say what they're trying. Say what you would do if you were in charge of making this movie. Would you try to follow up on the original? Definitely. I would go with campiness. Yeah, super campy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a theme for uh, like some recent ones, too, just kind of poking fun at like horror genres and stuff like that, and still being a good movie overall, too. Yeah. Jeff, what would you do? So Bruce Campbell is involved. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do with Bruce Campbell other than Candace? <laughs> like, that's I mean, like, and that's not a slight. Like, no, he's the king. Yeah. I, I mean, that's uh, it's I think in his the name. absolute best. Um, yeah, good point. It's Bruce <laughs> Campbell. <laughs> and that bell is what they award the campus person. That's how he got the name. It's a family name that's been handed down for years. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, you, you got you to gotta go, go for that. I mean, it, and it is, I mean, like, it is, I think, very popular right now, and it's been done really well sometimes and really poorly others. Um, see, for reference, uh, Cabin in the Woods for a good example and see for reference every scary, scary movie ever, uh, like the scary movie series, you know, right. like Chuck Sheen. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. those for, uh, you know, what I, hope, I like, but, you know, I think you gotta go, you gotta go for a home run with the campiness. I, I agree, but going even deeper, I think they should, uh, have a deadite invasion. So we have Bruce Campbell in the earth world trying to defend it. And that will have, uh, I'm sure, of course, there will be some younger talent come in, mainly females that are uh, running around. Uh, but this movie... I hope they bring that one chick back that's never been <laughs> anything. Uh, yeah, you should look up immediately. We need to intern on that right now. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Uh, and, uh, God, I cannot... There are all of our interns. If the movie comes back, I'm telling you, man, I saw three of them. I think they were sleeping in the other room, but I didn't hear a goddamn peep coming out of it, and I yelled at them for like five minutes. They didn't say a thing. <laughs> that's, you yelled at them too, huh? <laughs> I wasn't even like I wasn't even mad at them. I was just mad. So I went out there and screamed at them. They were barricading the fridge with their bodies. Right, pretty much. Get the fuck out of the way. Uh, where is my mimosa? Yeah, that happens all the time. Uh, so, let's. Uh, <laughs> Hi, hunters. I would hoopla. Always, always fun talking about it. discussing what's possible that's out there. So, uh, M-, M Beth, M Beth is her name. Okay. M Beth Davids. Davids. Yeah, I know that uh, has been real busy actually. She was in the Amazing Spider-Man. She's got beer all over me. <laughs> uh, she was in Bicentennial Man. That's that's, that's true. Something. Was, she the, was she the love interest in that Bicentennial Man? She's been in eight episodes of Mad Men. <clears throat> not, not exactly a lightweight. We're, we're referring to uh, the female uh, love interest in Army of Darkness. In case somebody missed yes. that. Yeah, that sorry. The one obvious. who got damn ugly. God. Girl, God, yeah, it looks yeah. like she's actually been in quite a bit. She's Schindler's in Schindler's List. Diary. She, what? Crazy. <laughs> she, was on, she was on the actual flight for Apollo 11. It's nuts. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, actually, while we're on that topic, and I know Jim, this isn't your movie review, but we did have a success over the last couple weeks. We got Jim to watch Cabin in the Woods, and Jim, a uninterested. Uh, person in the world of horror horror genre um we ha- we sat him down you were you only had like a couple of drinks but you enjoyed it right the drinks yeah they were pretty good okay <laughs> i like that drinking <laughs> <laughs> Drink uh, boom. yeah it was, it was pretty good um 
Yeah, and like you said, I'm not a horror fan, and it was on the wall, and it's not the greatest of scenarios. We had some friends over that had little ones, so there was some a little bit of crying and fussing and lights on and off during the, the showing, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good film. Did you... Uh... Do you think this movie's a horror movie, I guess, would be my question. <clears throat> Not really, no. Okay. That's a thought you might say that. I thought you might say that. Do you... Would you compare it to something like... It's about horror movies, this is kind of how I was looking at it. Would you compare it to something like Scary Movie? Like that kind of thing? No, but Scary Movie's like straight up comedy, and this is more... <sighs> more scary? Yeah, it's like a humorous usage of horror as opposed to just, hey, we're making jokes about horror, if that makes any sense. Right. It's not like I don't think Cabin in the Woods is tongue in cheek where it would be the others are like I think like the scary movies would be anyways. Scary yeah, movies. It's not, it's not parody. Right. Right. Whereas, yeah, it's it's a. Uh... It's it's more like just a broken down fourth wall, like right. and even like like the broken down fourth wall is within the movie, even right. like inviting you to enjoy. I don't know, like that. Um, yeah, I really I, I appreciate what, what got done in there. So now that I should mention uh, the Conjuring, which we've been talking about, came out on the sixteenth, I think. Jerking off, DVD and, yeah, jerking off all over the place about it. DVD uh, <laughs> and Blu-ray on the public everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this is the end of doing the Danny McBride just like hands throwing scenario? Um, you saw that, Jeff, didn't you? Or no? I still haven't seen oh, it. No, okay. I um, but yeah, that came out on Blu-ray and DVD last week, so we need to pick that up, watch that on the wall. You're gonna love it, Jim. You're gonna love it. It's That's a straight up horror, though. It is a real horror movie. But we, I, like, I'll tell you what, I'll trade you. I'll make you watch that. You make me watch something. How's that? Well, how's that sound? Um, I don't accept yet until I think of something that might be worth it. All right, whatever. Um, so uh, I guess we'll go to movie reviews, and I did catch something, but let's go to Jeff first. Cool. Yeah, I, I saw um, the leader. Uh, oh, the leader. Yeah. <laughs> Not our leader. The leader. A lot of pressure here. The leader. You are not your leader. Not a leader. What a leader. What do they call the, the the North Korean leader now? Is he a, mo- a monarch? Is he a king now yet? Is he a king? Like a... I think he's like beyond that. I yeah, he's the great supreme, supreme leader. Yeah. Anyways, that's what you are, Jeff. That's what you are. That's how I feel. I'm glad to finally get some recognition for it. Um, so I saw I saw a documentary called Room Two Thirty Seven that I've been very excited about since it came out in theaters and haven't really gotten around to uh, to actually seeing. And it's uh, it's about the movie The Shining, and it's my it's my kind of movie. It's a uh, it's a documentary about the movie The Shining, looking way too deeply into uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, production of this movie and what he meant to say in this movie. Let's and, uh, let's start with what you thought about The Shining. You like The Shining, right? I the like the Shining. Movie? Yeah, okay. I, having seen this, I think I need to watch The Shining again. Okay. But I like The Shining. Yeah, Shining's a cool movie, man. Like really good. Um, and uh, this this gives me a, a whole new respect for it, uh, not because necessarily I I believe all the theories in this and like all the different interpretations, but because being open to that many interpretations is pretty awesome. And I I'm a big sucker for this. This is like the kind of book I like. Um, 
to an extent it's the kind of movie i like i like embedded codes in in things and uh in self-reference i'm a big fan of anything meta and you know and so this is uh you know just kind of trying to really just completely deconstruct this is uh is kind of cool so So anyway the uh, filmmaker's name is rodney asher i'm sorry what were you gonna say Uh, well i was go ahead uh i was gonna ask like okay well what were some things that you thought were cool about it but you're gonna get into that i'm sure so go ahead right go ahead all right, so the filmmaker's name is Rodney Asher, and Rodney basically um, puts together on the screen uh, different clips, mostly from The Shining, but also from some other movies, um, particularly Stanley Kubrick, but other movies as well. And in the like, the voiceover for it is different film critics or just generally people that are obsessed with the movie The Shining. And I, when I say obsessed, I don't think i'm using that wrong like i like obsessed uh, with the shining and uh some some of them have very believable and interesting and supportable theories like easily supported um for instance that uh one thing that kubrick was trying to point out uh and one thing i should point out that's interesting is that across the board everything they mentioned is not uh is not a common theme or a common like subtext in the Stephen King novel. Right. Um, it's all Stanley Kubrick trying to do this. Um so one thing was that uh very very believable and very well supported and, and pretty interesting was that this was a uh that this was a story that was sort of a metaphor or a uh like a retelling or a simpler telling of the way that the uh, like the Europeans and uh, the the American Europeans have exploited and uh, and basically uh, been genocidal towards the Native Americans, mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of interesting. They they show several different clips where and like you know several different examples of why that that might be the case and just interesting uh, interesting little things that you wouldn't see in there or you you wouldn't have noticed maybe unless they had pointed them out. But pretty cool. Another one. Uh, another guy was. Uh, quite interested in the connection between the movie and the Holocaust. And he's, uh, he, he makes some interesting, um, I think a little bit more of a reach for that. Uh, that, that what's, what's like his supporting fact in the movie um, to that? Like what's he point at and say, yeah, obviously represents the Jews here. Like what's, there were a couple things. I think the, the, like the biggest thing was that the number, um, the number 42 is somewhat prevalent. Okay. And 42 is the yep. year in which the Nazis, uh, created the final solution. But there are a couple other things. There's like, they do a lot of fade in and outs and there's one fade where, um, Jack Nicholson looks like he has like a Hitler mustache. Um, sort of interesting. Uh, and, um, a couple other things, but, uh, another one was that it was a Mia culpa that Stanley Kubrick, like he threw this movie, was trying to, uh, confess to faking the moon landing in 1969. Awesome. Is that the most far-fetched? Like what was the most far-fetched one? Pretty far-fetched. Yeah, I don't, um, by far fetch means spot on. Right. right. Um, but uh, is that NSA listening to this? Yeah, I think they are. Some of the other ones were less like conspiratorial, like less like uh, not. I shouldn't say conspiratorial, but like different focuses on like references within the film, like the carpeting, um, and like the meaning of the carpeting and how the carpeting in one room relates to carpeting in another. There are other things. Um, one thing I thought I think the most impressive thing to me from like a film standpoint was the great lengths that were obviously gone to to make your subconscious very uncomfortable during this movie as well as like your conscious self um for instance and i think that this is uh this is something i'm very very interested in i think in general uh 
is the idea of like distorting space in order to make like make your subconscious for instance there like the room that he ta- that he does the interview in like should not have a window in it but it does have a window like based on the geography like the layout of the hotel like there's mm. no reason to have a window in that room like it's crazy but there's lots of light coming through like there's a room behind that room basically is what i'm saying uh but and like you wouldn't notice that for most people, unless you really thought about it, but like you, your subconscious probably notices it and it, it throws you off. Also the shape, the shapes of different rooms, um, the designs of the carpets, things like that. Um, different like callbacks to different parts of the movie based on like the, the shot that's being made and the, uh, the setup of that shot and things like that. Kind of interesting. Like the, like a really, really specific and, and interesting film criticism. Another thing that was really cool that I got a kick out of, which I think is a bit of a reach. And I think you could probably do this with a lot of movies was, um, that a guy simultaneously ran the movie forward and back backward on separate projectors and like, like basically superimpose them on top of one another and found lots of really like interesting, uh, like interesting mm. things by doing that. Basically. Mm. Like, yeah. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how many fucking things you'd be like, Oh my God, do you see that when you put them on top of each other and play them? Yeah, it like, feels yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. Uh, the, so is it the documentarian, Oz, uh, the wizard of Oz, dark side of the moon thing at times, you know, yeah. like, well, sure. You know. Anyway. So is it the documentarians who are presenting all of these different ideas, or are they interviewing people who have had these ideas? Interviewing people who have okay. had these ideas. Gotcha. Um, I actually uh, was uh, was referred to a website. Uh, I can't remember the name of the website offhand, but the name of the guy that runs the website is Mastermind, except for I think the vowels are taken out of it. And if you just Google like Mastermind The Shining, you, you'll find like a, a multi-page serious criticism of this, which is – I think pretty um, academic and, and uh, like haughty in a way, but uh, pretty like he starts off by saying that this is that the shining is possibly a new form of art designed to replace language. Uh, but nice. <laughs> but uh, a lot of the like a lot of interesting stuff in there as well. Um, did they have anything from Stephen King in there? Because I know Stephen King's known for just hating the movie. Rendition. Yeah, they 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 mention um, Stephen King, but no, there's nothing from Stephen King in this. Uh, one of the theories was that like there's a smashed up uh, car that is meant to rec- represent, like that Kubrick meant to represent, uh, like this is what I did to your book, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Like. Um, but no, it was, it, like, it was definitely interesting and like by itself, like obviously the movie, you know, revolves around like obsession and things like that. And, you know, whether you want to believe or take, give any credence to any of these, you know, deep readings of the, of the movie, uh, it, it is an interesting idea that people are so into this that they, they've watched it frame by frame basically to find stuff. I love going like, this is one of the things we've. The reason why we do the show, like the some of the theory stuff is just great. Like, I know it comes back to kind of the book thing too, but I, one of the ones that pops in my head is the whole. Um, have you ever heard uh, in Lord of the Rings, Tom Bombadil's a, a character in that who's kind of strange and gets referenced a lot in like cor- like very odd spots in the book, and people just breaking down how like Tom Bombadil Bombadil's really like the main bad guy in Lord of the Rings. I love reading shit like that, and hearing about like I know it has nothing to do with the movies, but um, there are plenty of things like that as you're just going into that relate to movies that people just break shit down and be like, yeah, I really th- like the conspiracy stuff. 
not so much, but just going into, and they realize, the people that realize that they're being a little crazy and a little off the cuff, but going with the theory anyways, those are my favorite. The ones that they're not uh, convinced are true, but think, you know what, what if this was possible? And going with that stuff is fun. I like. I, like I could not agree more. Right. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of... Uh of ridiculous like you know like fan theories about things and even like like you said like that like the kind of like okay i realize how stupid this right, is right. check it out sort of like that ferris bueller uh the ferris bueller fight right. thing. Yep. Yep. like where cameron fry invented ferris bueller to act out as like that's that's brilliant like it's not no it's not what john hughes wanted to do with the movie obviously <laughs> but it, 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 you know like it's 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 a fun uh, yeah like you said it's one of the reasons we love movies and love doing this is it's fun seeing things in in very different ways right uh cool so James, do you want to talk about a movie really quick before I jump into yeah, my Yeah, it's going to be really quick, yeah. too. Um, so I caught, I guess I'll call it a documentary. Um, it's called Dumb the Impossible, 2006. Uh, I think it's a straight to video. 2006 was when the movie was released, or was that in the title? Sorry, go ahead. Dumb the Dumb Impossible. The impossible? The, yeah, it's basically, it's a fan, it's a Firefly slash Serenity fan Movie basically, not movie, but it's really? about the fans. Yeah, it's about the fans, oh. and so it's like Trekkies. It's like Trekkies. Yeah, it's like Trekkies, but it, they're they're called brown coats. Um, yep. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, they spend I don't know an hour and a half like tooting their own horns, talking about how cool they are. But the stars come in and they talk about how cool the fans are too, and stuff like that. So it, it feels more like a DVD extra than it does a real documentary. And I don't know if it actually got a theatrical release, but it, it, I think they're just selling it or something on. Uh, no, a website or something so uh but it was it was okay i i really didn't care too much about the the fans as much as i like seeing the the uh, stars like give little testimonials to the fans and to the different parts of was it just clips know. from like comic cons and shit like that or what like no it was a lot of interview stuff there, there wasn't a whole lot of comic con but it was people that were prompt like okay this person helped you know do a lot of art for the underground like campaigning for the serenity movie you know and this person did that and they had like some important people i guess in the, in the fan club world so it was, that part was kind of interesting but uh yeah it was okay it was just something to watch you just catch it on like netflix or what uh was it netflix? yeah some streaming is either that or is on demand or something i don't remember which probably netflix oh my god oh my god cool um so i wasn't drunk so i didn't see one of the four movies that we laid out before although man of tai chi's not out yet obviously so i had to make a decision and with that i decided to go see captain phillips um yeah where to start with this movie so probably seeing the trailers captain phillips is a movie uh based on a true story of the somalian hostage situation that happened in 2009 which if uh you didn't hear about it pretty much ended up with a guy uh a crew on a ship drive driving driving a freighter uh navigating a freighter through uh somali waters um ended up getting attacked by somalian pirates uh the they boarded the ship and ended up taking captain phillips like this if the user i'm going to spoil this so please if you want to see this movie you're going to spoil a true event hey, bullshit yeah exactly don't read any yeah, this or the navy seals blow everybody's yeah. fucking brain right <laughs> so yeah the end the story being uh, Somalians board the ship. Captain Phillips gets taken hostage and taken back to Somalia. And what ensues from that? Um, 
starting a little bit uh, in specifics, the beginning of the movie, we have Tom Hanks playing Captain Phillips, and we actually get to see Catherine Keener for front of the show a little bit uh, in the very beginning, plays his wife. And they try to set up Tom Hanks's character a little bit by the drive. They're they're showing them driving from their house to the airport, and he's about to get on a plane to fly to wherever the uh, the ship's taking off from, which I forget where, where that was at. But um, they do a little dialogue of just talking about like, man, the world's changing. I'm kind of worried for our kids. Like a little bit of like what you might expect parents to be worried about like sort of like trying to avoid discussing about how he's leaving for a while and how she's worried and that works a little bit but it felt very contrived in the very beginning which i thought if it's it's almost your first scene in the movie you should probably put a little more time into like that scene or right because it seemed really really forced i don't know i don't know whose fault it was but it um maybe i just I'm not used to. I think he's supposed to be from Vermont. Maybe I'm just not used to the, the dialect out there. I don't know. Those, those, yeah. Those, you never know what's going on from the, for people from Vermont. Anyhow, mountain. <laughs> um, that stuck out immediately. Um, but we are probably on the boat ten minutes into the movie, so it happens pretty quick. But after we get into uh, introduced to Tom Hanks's character, we get introduced to uh, the Somali pirates. The main guy being, I think it was uh, Muse, like it's spelled like Muse, but I think it was supposed to be Muse was his name. Um, and you get the idea immediately, and, and uh, not very surprising that uh, these pirates are pretty much have a guy that's got a gun to their head, saying, "Hey, you know, if you want to eat and stuff, you got to go rob some ships and get back to us because you know, without that, you guys are fucked." You're useless to us, and we're going to kill you. And you start feeling a little bit sorry for them there, and then you immediately uh, get to see them like pretty much get on some boats really quick and pick their crew. So you get to see, and you, there's a there's two Somali captains. One of them's the Muse guy, um, and the other is a guy that is ends up being a dick to everybody, and he's another bad guy amongst the bad guys. But you're supposed to kind of feel sorry for him as as the the story goes until later on. But we uh, a lot of the movie is the stress and the pressure you have during the assault of the Somalians uh, attacking the the freighter, and it's probably a scene that lasts. 20 minutes or so like just before that uh tom hanks is sort of like playing as captain duties doing a lot of like taking care of the crew making sure everybody's you know hey 15 minute breaks come on he's we're probably a good guy huh he's a guy that kind of runs by the book yeah and yeah. He's, he's a good guy um less less of a uh um he's a player's manager is what he is um, he better be then he's <laughs> named after him yeah no um anyhow so they do a lot of handheld in this to make it feel like you're there, feel like everything's kind of out of control in a way. And, you know, besides Tom Hanks, you probably have like 16 or 20 crewmen. You only really get to see two or three of them um, for a prolonged period of time. And there's a little bit of, um, after the uh, freighter gets boarded, they kind of have like, okay, Tom Hanks is playing, you know, trying to keep his crew safe who are hidden away. And there's pretty much him and two others that were captured on the bridge of the ship. And they end up pretty much just trying to do, it's a hostage situation. And Tom Hanks is playing the, okay, like I got to keep my, 
my people safe, got to make sure, you know, do whatever I can to get them off the boat, but, you know, I don't want to die either, so let's let's see what we can do. Um, so a lot of the movie uh, is that, and I wasn't completely familiar with the story of uh, Captain Phillips going into this, so I wasn't sure how much um, happened on the boat versus, uh, like, even happening on the way back to Somalia or even in Somalia, if anything happened there, but... So I, I was not knowing exactly what was going to happen. Um, I kind of knew the end result. I, I was very intrigued on like how this all was all going to play out, and I think the way the movie was put together uh, worked. What was kind of upsetting was Tom Hanks doesn't like through writing doesn't even really get a chance to do anything at least until the last five or ten minutes of the movie, and that's when Tom Hanks shines. And I think that's actually when the movie ends up, you know, kind of hitting hitting home like Tom Hanks is pretty much saved by the Navy and the whole time he's I wouldn't say it's like a Stockholm syndrome situation but he we're trying to relate a little bit with these Somali pirates and they actually get a lot of the screen time in the last half of the movie at that point Tom Hanks is off the freighter captured by the Somali pirates and they're on like a little lifeboat thing from the freighter so it's four Somalian Somalians and Tom Hanks and they're talking with each other a lot of uh rank and file problems um pretty much a uh, mutiny happening and tom hanks is in the middle of it but there there's a lot between uh, the somalians during that part and then after tom hanks gets saved tom hanks gets a chance to, to uh, feel what's happening and it's actually the end of the movie i liked the beginning of the movie i didn't like and i would say being a tom hanks fan like you might want to catch this movie but it's a it's passable it's it's not bad uh, i i didn't have a problem catching it and if for some reason you're interested in the history of it um it's it's getting a lot of reviews and a lot of comments about how it's not very uh, uh it doesn't hold to the true event surprise uh based on a true story hollywood movie like relax um get out <laughs> right like um and for a little more backstory, like Captain Phillips himself is still being sued by um, his crew for being uh, like pretty much negligent and being that close to like pirate waters and getting attacked five years. You know, this is what four years later or something. Um, so uh, there are a lot of questions on what happened exactly, but in the movie, it, it's pretty cool. Like you kind of have a um, I don't even know what I what I compare it to. It's uh, like not like a hunt for October scenario, but something like that where you, when we're on the freighter, we get to see the political thing happening on a destroyer nearby. Like, hey, there's a freighter under attack. We need to get you out there to intercept them before they get to Somalia. And then you have the crew that are in the engine room. They're trying to figure out what they can do to help, even though the captain has got four guns on him in the other room. Like, there's kind of other things. Ha- there are multiple different views going on and stories while the assault's happening. So th- that kind of part's kind of cool. And that part's kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's pretty much it. Like really Tom Hanks is the only one in this movie um, that's, that's in it for more than five minutes. And other than the, the Somalian actors, uh, which I'm not sure they're Somalian, but they did a good job too, actually. Um, I just don't know that guy's name. We're going to have to get the interns on that, but uh, yeah, Jim, you don't have to catch it. I know you're, I know you're a Tom Hanks fan, but you don't have to catch it. It's, it's okay. Okay, I should just watch Big again. You should just watch Big again. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we guess we got we got a, a quiz. It's a quiz day. Is it a quiz day or is this a no bonus way. quiz? Uh, I think it's a quiz. Can day. it be both? 
It is, it, of course, it's a quiz day. We're having a quiz. Yeah. 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 So, James, I guess uh, explain <laughs> our quiz for us. All right. Um, this is a a new angle at a quiz that we've done before. Um, it's kind of like the title mashup quiz that I've done in the past. Where oh, I like that quiz. We have to identify two different movies and kind of combo them together. So, for instance, if one of the movies was Hot Dog and the other one was Dog Catcher, your answer would be Hot Dog Catcher. I think that's the example I've used in all the explanations. Yeah. And, I always, and I want to see that movie. <laughs> so I throw gremlins in there and you can't do it. Because yeah. gremlins. So in the past, the way I kind of divvied it up was I would d- describe one of the movies, but using the actors from the other movie, and you'd have to decipher what the two movies are. I've changed it up a little bit this time, and I have no idea how this is going to go, so it's going to be interesting. Oh, God. This time, Blinked. I am going to list a cast, uh, seven people in the cast, of both movies. Like... And you have to decide which ones belong to which movie. Um, there's a dividing line, though. So it's like it doesn't min or mix. It's like at one point the movie switches to the other one. Right. You're going to list you're gonna list actors from movie A and then movie B. But yes. But I'm going to tell you when the switch happens. Interesting. Okay. okay. This, is, this is like a cryptic clue puzzle. Yeah. So you, you're going to have seven people, you know, if you don't get it right Final away. Final score, zero to zero. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. This um, is going to be bad. So, seven people. Um, at some point, I've swapped from movie A and movie B. Um, and one extra hint to help it along um, at least one half of every answer is a movie that's been out in the last couple of years. Hmm. Okay. So if that helps or just confuses things more, I don't know. One half of every answer, as you said? Yes. The one yep. movie out of every One answer. movie, yeah. One half of the movie titles. Got it? Are I you think... listening, Greg? Do I you even so. understand the quiz? All right. So I will read them you know, slowly one at a time and blurt them out as you see fit. All right. First name. Elena Douglas. Country of origin. I'm sorry, are these character names or actors and actresses? These are actors and actresses. Yeah, I don't know the first one. Go on. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> Elaine Douglas? Elaine Douglas. Yeah. Brad Renfro. I thought you were going to say Brad Pitt. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Steve Buscemi. Oh God, this is interesting. Thora Birch. David Morse. Huh. And Brad Pitt. So those are your seven. I'll read them again. Elena Douglas. Brad Renfro. Scarlett Johansson. Steve Buscemi. Thor Birch, David Morse, and Brad Pitt. So this is going to be... So we need to mash up the movies again, right? So we have to mash up the titles? Correct, yes. So there's two movies represented by these actors. And at some point I switched from A to B. And it's not necessarily in the order of the answer that's read. You know, the mashup isn't in that order. If you know what I mean, so like the beginning actors aren't part of the beginning. I'm, I'm, so yeah. I'm going to say something that's wrong, and I I don't know what the answer is, but so it could be like Thor: Dark World War Z. But, that could be that would be a, a yeah. legal answer, yeah. but that's not correct. I don't know what the first movie is. I don't even know what the second movie is. I'm just guessing, but 
And nobody? Jeff? No. All right. Well, you did get the second movie. Yeah. yeah. It was Ghost World War Z. Ghost World! Ghost yeah. World. Oh! With Brad Renfro. And Thor Birch and Steve Buscemi and Scarlett Johansson. I was trying to think of this. I remember who Thor Buscemi because I knew I knew Steve wasn't in uh, isn't wasn't in World War Z and I thought David Morris and Brad Pitt were so I was like okay I think I've got that but I don't know what the fuck the first movie is. All right, so that one wasn't so great. So let's try the next one. It wasn't bad. Can can I can I ask a favor? Sure. Can we put them in the correct order? I mean, not not. Not to tell you how to run your quiz, but I feel like this is going to be next to impossible anyway. So let's try one more because I kind right. of okay. thought right. some of the ways I put this in. So if that doesn't okay. work, then all right, then never mind. Yeah, Wait, never what do you mean correct order? Like the first half of the so clue. So he had started with Brad Pitt, David Morse. Like that still would have been cool. Okay, gotcha. All right. So first name: Brandon Ruth. Chris. Oh, one more thing. Could you use actors that I know the names? <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Chris Evans. And here's a name you know. Jason Schwartzman. Michael Sarah. Martin Freeman. You say Martin Freeman? I did. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World's End? Correct. Yeah. Nice job. Good job, work. Greg. Proud you of said you. Morgan Freeman, and I was like, wait. No, nope, no. <laughs> don't know that. So yeah, the last two names were Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. All right, next list. Yeah. Russell Crowe. Perfect. <laughs> Got dead ears, mate. Diane Lane. Kevin Costner. Amy Adams. Jeff Bridges. Gwyneth Paltrow. Man of Steel Magnolias? Nope. No, that's not it. And then the last name? Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man of Steel. Steel. Um. Yes. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. Don't do know that. How you started it and he finished it first. I, I had already said Man of Steel. Like <laughs> I knew it was Man of Steel too. I just don't yell every answer that comes through my brain. Obviously, you do. <laughs> yeah, Mister. Uh, I forget what you guessed for World. I prepared for it. I knew it was wrong. Um. Yeah. That. I'll get. Let's. Let's let Jeff have it. Let's let right. Jeff have it. And, I, um. I think it's pretty out. <laughs> and I must admit, I was definitely thrown. I was thrown in a loop because I was also trying to fill it out reverse because you said one before the, like the one actors before right. the others. But again, it's fine. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm going to do with this. All right. Next, next movie. Allison Janney. Sam Rockwell. Tony Collette. Steve Carell. Crispin Glover. The way, way back to the future. Yes. Nice. Oh, damn it. Advantage to the guy that's seen it. Congratulations. Yeah, Tom and Leah Thompson left out Michael J. Fox. All right. Next movie. Dominic West. Dominic Wilkins. That too. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Mark Wahlberg. Carl Urban. 
Zoe Zeldana. That's a lot of names. Simon Pegg. And Chris Pine. Okay, going back. Dominic West, Jennifer Aniston, Mark Wahlberg, Carl Urban, Zoe Zaldana, Simon Pegg, and Chris Pine. I have no idea what the first movie is. I'm assuming you have the dividing line, at least. I don't think that there's a movie do that it. starts with Trek. Do it. Do it again. The the do the read through the actors really quick one more time. Dominic West, Jennifer Aniston, Mark Wahlberg, Carl Urban, Zoe Zaldana, Simon Pegg, Chris Pine. I think I've even seen this movie too. I have no idea. Yeah, don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Star Trek and something. It's Rock Star Trek into Darkness. <laughs> just all right next movie what's Rockstar? <laughs> rock star oh it's mark the mark wahlberg, mark wahlberg, mark wahlberg movie. Yeah. yeah i remember that and i assume both of you know who dominic west was Dave jones is rolling over in his grave no no one knows who dominic west is i know yeah, it's I, uh no it's uh it's angie mcnulty oh. yeah it's mcnulty all right next movie brian cox chris cooper clive owen Franca Potente. Julia Stiles. What the fuck? Jason Bateman. Melissa McCarthy. Born Identity Theft? Yes, close enough. The, what was this? Oh, supposed to Born Identity Thief. thief. Yeah. Oh. Good when enough, you good. said Jason Bateman, for some reason my mind went straight to Patrick Bateman. <laughs> and then I was lost. And then all of a sudden I just was thinking about chainsaws and hookers. So. <laughs> I was writing it down. I started to write Patrick, so it's kind of funny you mentioned that. All right, next movie. Robert Duvall. Don't know who that is. Dennis Hopper. Definitely don't know who that is. Marlon Brando. <laughs> Michael Caine. Jesus. Morgan Freeman. Mark Ruffalo and Jesse Eisenberg. Apocalypse Now You See Me? Correct. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next movie. Jay Baruchel. Seth Rogen. Paul Rudd. Michael Sarah. Emma Watson. Billy Crystal. Analyze this as the end? Yes. I was waiting for that second movie. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, next movie. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Jamie Foxx. Channing Tatum. William H. Macy. Lauren Holly. Rob Schneider and Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, lost me. Um, Here's the list again. A lot of babes. Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jamie Foxx, Channing Tatum, William H. Macy, Lauren Holly, Rob Schneider, Kelsey Grammer. 
What were the two before Kelsey Grammer? Lauren Holly and Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. I don't know. Who were the uh, first two again? I want to say. I want to say. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. Maggie Gyllenhaal and Jamie Foxx were the first two. Mikhail's Navy something. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. totally forgot about that. That's actually right. No, the wrong aquatic spoof movie. Uh, it is. Is Mike involved in this? What's that? Magic Mike involved in this or no? The correct answer is White House Down Periscope. White uh, House Down, down Periscope. Periscope. <laughs> you have, I saw White House movie. Shit. All right. Next movie. This one's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Michael McKeon. Damon Wayans. Jim Carrey. Gina Davis. Jeff Goldblum. Will Smith. Jaden Smith. Hmm. Okay, here's the list again. Michael McKeon. Damon Wayans. Jim Carrey. Gina Davis. Jeff Goldblum. Will Smith. Jaden Smith. I don't know. I've got a couple ideas in my head. No idea which ones are. I, I, yeah, I've got. Like, after Earth's a possibility. Independence Day. I have no idea if Jaden Smith's in that. Probably. Probably got some shit wrong. Yeah, yeah. Then. Well, think about my beginning. Davis and Jim Carrey would be together at that point. So I'm like, okay, what fucking movie yeah. are they in together? Don't my initial hint too for the whole quiz. Where what? <laughs> half the movie, half the answer has been released in the last couple of years. Right. So after Earth's a possibility, but I still, like. Right. All right. So no one knows this one. After Earth girls are easy. Correct. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's correct. Jesus Christ. I have not seen Earth girls are easy. I did know yeah, that was in it though. <laughs> That's why I thought it would be a hard one. Like no one's oh, gonna know oh, Earth girls oh, are easy. God. And I, I guess I should mention that I also have not seen After Earth. Yeah. But that goes yeah, without I've saying. Because everything. Next one. Terry Jones, Graham Chapman, Terry Gilliam, Michael Palin, Eric Idle, John Cleese, and Siraj Sharma. The full Monty Python in the Holy Grail. No. I like that. I really like that. Any other guesses? The meaning of the life of David Gale. <laughs> no. Jesus. You get half a point for whatever it's about. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't forget about my hint. Don't forget about my hint. One of those movies needs to be somewhat recent. Still, pass. <laughs> pass. <laughs> oh, 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 pass. Is the meaning of life of Pi. Meaning of oh, Pi. I only remember that Indian's guy, Indian guy's name. I might have had a chance. Well, just as that it was Indian, I thought I was hoping. All right. Big, big clue. I was tempted to just make the entire cast and go with the meaning of life of Brian. Nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> that would have been good. All right. Next one. Diane Wiest. Stockard Channing. Nicole Kidman. Sandra Bullock. Olivia Munn. 
<laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Channing Tatum. Practical Magic Mike. Yes. Just so embarrassed. By Actual me. magic, of my balls. If I were behind, I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> right, right. Well, you're no longer behind. Plus that half point, so we're tied. <laughs> well, if I'm counting that as a full, you guys are tied. All right, so three left. Next one, James Spader. Yes. Jamie Gertz. You want a new Avengers movie? That's what it is. What was the second one? I'm sorry. Jamie Gertz. Okay. Andrew favorite. McCarthy. Robert Downey Jr. It is the new Avengers movie. Mark Strong. Jessica Chastain. James Gandolfini. Whoa, can you go through them again? Yep. James Spader. Jamie Gertz. Andrew McCarthy, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Strong, Jessica Chastain, and James Gandolfini. No idea. Nah, I got nothing. The correct answer? Less than zero dark 30. Jessica Chastain, you bitch! Obviously. Less than zero. Less than less zero. Than zero gets a pull. God damn. Yeah. All right. Next one. Leslie Mann. Perfect. Je- or Jason Siegel. Paul Rudd. Seth Rogen. Steve Carell. Elizabeth Banks. Forty-year-old virgin suicides. No, just take Catherine Keener. Well, did you say one more? Catherine Keener was at the end. So Leslie Mann, Jason Siegel, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen. This is forty year old virgin. What's that? This is forty year old virgin. Correct. Yep. This is forty. Oh, nice job. Nice job. You like that? You like that? Very mixed. <laughs> the same movie. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. Last one. Orlando Bloom, <laughs> Liam Neeson, Bruce Willis. What the fuck? Harvey Keitel, Ed Norton. Not fair. Francis McDormand, Jason Schwartzman. Okay, here's the list again. Orlando Bloom. Liam Neeson. Moonrise Kingdom of Heaven. Yes. I I knew the movies, and I was like, I thought it's called The Kingdom, so I'm like, wait, how yeah. the hell oh, is the this kingdom, The Kingdom is all Jason Bateman oh. with the FBI, and they go investigate this. Yeah, like, I'm just like, it's called The Kingdom, isn't it? Apparently it's Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Is that, what does that do? Tie us? Greg Wynn? Uh, yes. It's a tie. It's a tie. Sweet. But okay, cool. no problem. Done. It's a tie, including the half point that is really a full point for Jeff. Yeah, it's a, it's a tie. So if you want to bicker about the half point, go for it. Well, worst case scenario, it's a tie. Best case scenario, it's a I win. feel like I haven't beaten Greg in a while. It seems like 
Seems like the like the world might be coming to an end or something. This is this is really a bad it's moment. Apocalypse here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a sign of the apocalypse. Plus, <laughs> plus, have you guys seen that weird uh that weird thing up in the sky? You guys you guys been checking that out? The oh, I think we're getting closer. I figured the sky has been red for like 48 hours because Halloween's getting closer. Like I thought that was right. how it like Halloween. As I recall, <laughs> although I can't remember this exact. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and I didn't want to say anything either. Like those interns that were on the ground before, I'm pretty sure they were eating each other, but whatever. No. Yeah. There, there's that group of really creepy kids with like the, you know, they, they never blink and they've been sitting outside. The <laughs> it's like short of the corn out there. Everything, everything's fine though. I'm sure. I mean, all kids are like that to me. It's just Halloween. They're probably just waiting to go trick or treating. They're not wearing costumes or anything. And they, you know, which, by the way, do you have your Halloween costume yet, Jeff? What are you dressed? I don't. And I, I think for the first time since I went to your uh, party, I think I'm gonna actually need to dress up. Uh, so I don't so know what to do. Work on that. You can. Um... I'm married now. We got to come up with some sort of like it's a rule when you're married. You have to go as like right, a tandem costume, right? right. Which gives me a lot of possibilities, I suppose. I think the beaker and one suit actually that. work really well for Reza and I, given our disparity in height. Yeah? But, uh, you know, too late for that. Sexy beaker or sexy Bunsen? Well, she'd be a Bunsen, obviously. She'd be Bunsen. I'm not saying you can't be sexy. Which, by the way, I need a picture of the sexy Castro again, because wherever that is, I need it. You lost the picture of slutty Castro. Yeah. Dude, I cannot believe you got probably, something. Probably my coup as a human being. Like, <laughs> well, you know, that's quite an accomplishment. I need to marry that woman, wherever she is. Yeah, she's already married. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that won't stop him. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Awesome. Great. Uh, great reviews. Happy Halloween, everybody. We will be talking to you uh, one more time before Halloween, so uh, we will prepare for that. And uh, thank you guys uh, so much, James and Jeff, for being here and for your input. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah. Drive safe, people. Drive safe. Driving safe is important. I must admit. Uh, but anyways uh, thank you everyone for listening once again to the Melanie Laurent Glorious Movie Hour